Hello everyone, this is John and this is Out of Character. Today I thought we were going to do another thing in the vein of that along the lines of the other podcast I did recently, which is GM Tips. I, again, I'm not sure how popular these are going to be. I'm going to keep doing them for a little while just to you know throw something else out there. I wanted to talk about something that just occurred to me recently. And I, I think the reason that this struck me was because of two comics I read. I get a lot of inspiration for like campaigns and things from comic books just because there's so many different writers and there's a lot of really interesting ideas in them. And sometimes I, I think that they do things badly in comics and I want to do a better version of it. So it's kind of like the good things inspire me and the bad things inspire me. So either way, I get an idea a lot of the times. I've read an issue of X-Men and an issue of Superman, both of which inspired me to look at something and I think it's something that comes up a lot in comic based RPGs like Mutants and Masterminds, DC Adventures, uh, the Marvel Heroic role playing game, things along that line. What I thought of is this. So the issue of X-Men featured the Juggernaut and it was a big issue of Colossus versus the Juggernaut which is a fight every comic nerd loves to see because it's just fun to see two dudes who are invulnerable and really strong wailing on each other. Colossus pretty much always loses. Almost. Um, in this particular issue, the Juggernaut has been empowered with the full power of Siratok. So he is more powerful than ever. All his immunities have been removed. They rip that helmet off of his head and try to take him out with psychic stuff like they always do. He doesn't care. Nothing's stopping him. He is the most unstoppable Juggernaut there has ever been. And it's like, yes! No more stupid helmet needed! And Colossus outsmarts him and throws him into the ocean. And he doesn't care. It's, it's pretty much the only thing you can do with the Juggernaut. Either get out of his way, give him what he wants, like Spider-Man does in some comics, or you trick him and throw him into something that will give you time to get away. And the other book that I'm referencing here was Superman. And recently, with Convergence and everything, I picked up an issue where you see Superman, where his powers are reduced way, way, way down. He can't fly... He's, he's strong, and he's got like a lot of invulnerability going on, but he's not super invulnerable. And the thing that I'm talking about is, how do you deal with characters who are invulnerable? Invulnerability is one of those powers that comes up a ton in superhero games. You know, you have characters like, uh, like the Juggernaut, like Superman, like, if you're doing something really lighthearted, Mr. Incredible. All these guys who, you know, bullets bounce off of them like you're throwing popcorn balls at them. And one of the things that I think people struggle with is, like, how do I, like, what, what can I throw at him that'll hurt him? And then, there's, depending on the system you're using, there's mechanics to, you know, work with that. Um, I'm talking about specific, this is, again, a tip for GM. So, you, you have a player who is making a, a cyborg, and they're made out of the most powerful metal in your universe. Let's say, in this case, you're going with anime, you're going with the Marvel Universe, it's a Marvel-based game. And you decide he has he's making a an android that's completely made out of adamantium, kind of like Ultron. So a heroic Ultron, which is pretty cool. He's gonna have he's gonna be virtually invulnerable. How do you hurt him? How do you do anything with him? Um, some systems will have a mechanic for what they call like penetrating damage and things like that, where it bypasses that invulnerability and it just digs in. As GM. What I try to do is I try to empower the players. If your character says like he's invulnerable to physical harm, it doesn't do anything to him, then I take a couple of approaches. For a character like, say, if we, had a, if we were playing a game and someone's playing the Juggernaut and the Juggernaut's invulnerable, 
if I'm being stupid, if it's a stupid thug, I'm going to throw lots of stuff at him and let him have that moment of just wading into guys and smacking them out of the way. Because you want them to have those moments of just being like, I'm the juggernaut! And he punches through the wall and he just smashes bank robbers left, right. If he's the good juggernaut. Kane Marco's in a good mood today and he decides to bust up a bank robbery. That's cool. Let him have it. Let them be invulnerable. Now, how do you challenge him? Uh, in, you know... Traditionally, the Juggernaut's vulnerable to psychic attacks. So you can give them that vulnerability. You know, Superman has kryptonite. You know, uh, Green Lantern has those force bubbles where it's like, you can't hurt me, but the color yellow can bypass it. In olden times, it could. I don't think it can anymore. I don't know. I'm not an expert on Green Lantern, but let's say that it can. Yellow goes through it, so that's a way around it. Giving them weaknesses, giving them limitations like that, it's fun because it makes sense for, like, you know... Back in the when back in like older comics, you would have the Juggernaut would fight the X Men, and they would always try to get that helmet off of him because that protected him from psychic attacks. And Professor Xavier would use his powers, or Jean Grey, or Emma Frost, or whatever telepath they had on the team at that point would shut him down mentally. Or you know, you throw Kryptonite at Superman, and he's vulnerable. Um, I also think there are common things that. So you can give him that weakness, that that's a story element kind of thing that you can throw in to be like, okay, how do we take this character down? How do we how do we get around that? So you can go with that, that's an option. Um, the only thing that gets tiresome with that in my book is if you always beat someone the same way, like if the only way to beat Superman is to use Kryptonite, then he doesn't all, all, he doesn't really need to worry about anything else. That's that's the only thing that can really do him any harm. And as a player, I don't find that an interesting character to play. I get bored if I don't feel like there's any threat. I'm just going to fly in faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, and smash the bejesus out of Lex Corp, because who can stop me? Nobody. Lex Luthor's a bad guy, and, you know, I'm I'm not putting up with his BS. I'm going in there. I'm doing it. Uh, this is not the Superman that we know and love. This is my version of Superman, who is going to fly in there, grab Lex Luthor, and tie him to a flagpole. Just because. Because he's a jerk. I hate him. So you can do that, and you know, having that big story element of Kryptonite, or your character is weak against magic, or that character is weak against electricity, or they're weak against telepathic attacks, that's a, good, that's a good workaround. That's a good way to deal with it. The other thing that I find that works really well is to play villains who are smart. To play villains who, you know, if you're a character who, like, like Superman, Superman's a good guy. There's not a lot that can hurt Superman. You know, magic, kryptonite, um, really powerful guys like Darkseid and Doomsday, they can they can physically hurt him. Uh, I like that Livewire can hurt him, too, with electricity, because as powerful as Superman is, electricity is still, his body still runs off electricity. If you pump enough voltage into him, it's got to overload his nervous system and, like, put him down for a minute, even if it's, like, a, a second. That's something. But... You can, you can go with, you know, again, the idea of he has those limitations, and that's all well and good. But if we're playing a, a hero in this case, hostages, or threaten other members of the team, or, you know, when it's like, okay, Superman flies in to, you know, along with, we've got Superman, Batman, and Cyborg are, you know, teaming up. They're going to go fight some, some they're going to go bust up a bank robbery. None of these guys has any reason to worry about bullets. They all have some measure of invulnerability, and except for Batman. But he, you know, if a bullet hits Batman, then he must have been asleep or 
I don't know. I don't know. Batman's immune to bullets because I've never. If if you hit Batman, I would run, dude, because he's gonna. He's that's not gonna stop him. That's just gonna power the rage. But um, so you have Cyborg, Superman, and Batman, and they're you know Cyborg and Superman. They're not worried about bullets. They can just power through it. Bullets will bounce off them, no problem. Uh, you can have the situation where you know bank robbers take a hostage. And they're like, you know, get out of here, let me go. And, you know, yeah, Superman has super speed. He could fly right behind the guy, rip the gun out of his hand, hit it with heat vision. But it's a threat. And depending on the characters that your your party is playing, you can do something with that. Or you can go with the route of the really, really powerful person who is on equal ground with Superman. You know, too invulnerable. It's like the classic of, like, you know, the thing versus... Wolverine, who's not technically invulnerable, but okay, let's think of someone better. Um, like, you know, the Thing versus the Hulk. Guys just beating on each other. Those are some of the fights that people really like. The Thing versus Colossus. There we go. So guys who are basically invulnerable just hammering away at each other as hard as they can. That's a cool fight. And the environment is usually the thing that changes that. There's a really famous comic. Uh, it's, it's an issue of... It's after Jean Grey became the Phoenix. And uh, then they, they, they rid her of the Phoenix Force... And the Shi'ar come and they decide that, you know, Jean Grey must die because she's too much of a threat. We can't let her live. She's, she's killed billions. We have to kill her. And the X-Men are like, no, she's our friend. We will stand with Jean Grey. And, and I love that issue of the comic. If you haven't seen it, I wish I knew issue numbers. I suck at that. But it's really good. Go pick it up. Um, and the X-Men versus the Shi'ar Imperial Guard, which is like, uh, you have... You have Gladiator and all these other aliens who are, like, the most extraordinary, powerful force in the Shi'ar Empire. And in that fight, you have Colossus square off with Gladiator. And they're just hammering away at each other. And the entire moon where they're fighting, like, there's this, these ruins, they just collapse around them. So environment, bring the environment into play. You know, it doesn't have to be the fight ends because someone gets knocked out. Have it be, I throw him into the ocean. I chuck you into space. Uh, everything collapses around us and you're buried in rubble and the bad guys just leave. If, if you have a bunch of guys who are like, okay, this guy, a bat, Superman's coming, what do we do? Or Colossus is coming, what do we do? Take out the support pillars of that building. We rigged them to explode before we came in. We'll just bring the building down on top of them. Even if it doesn't hurt him, even if it doesn't kill him. It will take him time to dig his way out of that. And we can use that time to get out of here. That's not that hard to rig up. That's not that hard to imagine. Now, I wouldn't do that every time, but it's a fun thing to do. Or you could have... I remember there was a member of the Hellfire Club who had gravity powers. And the way he dealt with Wolverine was to just increase the gravity on him and smash him through the floor like of like uh, the Hellfire Club's mansion. So they just like bash him down into the sewers. He's just down there in the muck. And he's up on the first floor drinking cognac. And it's like, I couldn't beat him. He's got an unbreakable skeleton and he regenerates and he's going to cut me. I don't care. He's in the, he's he's probably, at minimum, he's not going to be coming back to me anytime soon. So again, think about the adversaries you're throwing at people. If you want to throw just, there's nothing wrong with throwing like guys that can be beaten easily in a game. To give people what I call the stormtrooper feeling. You know, you just, you're wading through them, no problem. You're getting in there and you're doing a great job. I try to do that in a lot of campaigns early on because I want them to have that heroic entrance. I want them to have that moment of being like, yeah, I'm, 
I'm Colossus. I've got organic steel skin. That is the def one of the defining things about my powers. I am invulnerable, and I want you to feel invulnerable. So when I take that away, or you lose that, or that's put into doubt, it feels important. It doesn't just feel like, oh, well, that hurt me. I'll take three damage. Or whatever, you know, whatever mechanic you're using to keep track of damage on that given day. But, you know, if you, if you take that aspect from that character, you know, how do you work with the invulnerability? You know, throw, throw the environment at them. An avalanche is going to knock someone on their butt. Unless they can fly over it or whatever. Uh, you know, buildings are collapsing on people. They have to fly. It's like you can make a choice. You can chase down, you know, you can, you can chase down Killer Moth. Or you can save the people in the building he just set on fire. Superman can easily, easily put out a fire. He can definitely fly faster than Killer Moth. Now, someone will say the argument is that he could do both because he has super speed. But let's say you made a, power, a character who's like, okay, the second that you spend dealing with Killer Moth is the second that, that, that people are in danger. And if you're playing a very heroic character, I don't think you would, you know, I, I don't think Superman would... I think Superman would let Killer Moth go, and he'd fly in, and he'd put out the fire, and then he'd come out and be like, darn it, because Superman doesn't swear. Not all the time. He does He does swear in his head. I think. I don't think Superman swears out loud very much. I think he's like Captain America, like, you know, whenever the Batman, or whenever Guy Gardner swears, he's like, language, because his mom had to wash his mouth out with kryptonite lace soap to teach him not to curse in church. And I guess the thing that I'm, I, I want to drive home here is, don't be afraid to let people have that invulnerability in their powers. You know, and it's normal to be like, oh, I can't, I can't hurt you. It's a challenge for you as a GM to step up to it and accept that that is something that you're going to have to work around. It's normal to be worried about, like, I don't know what I can do again. You know, I'm going to play Superman. Like, oh, Superman's so powerful. Well, he's got kryptonite or, you know, something like that. If your character doesn't have that easy, like, and, you know, if you're playing the Juggernaut, then obviously you're going to have the... Um, telepathic thing so yeah i would say the probably the the easiest solution is to say they have a weakness that's a ready-made solution if you want something more challenging than that then you go with the option of you know the other things we outlined here which is you know use environment use the npcs use the world around you or you can just throw really really big things at them in a knockdown drag out fight where two invulnerable guys wail on each other which is still fun there's nothing wrong with that on occasion it's not always interesting but occasionally it can be really cool. I do also want to mention, we are working on some really cool things with the podcast. Um, there's going to be more Horde of the Dragon Queen coming up. So if you like that, there will be another episode of that in the coming weeks. We are also planning to do some stuff with Marvel and DC Comics and Mutants and Masterminds, which is one of the reasons I'm doing this. For the YouTube channel, for people who don't know, we do have a YouTube channel. There's not a lot of stuff on there. Most of it is unboxing videos or reviews of things. To help me get ready, we're going to be running a game in the all-new, all-different Marvel Universe because that just seems to make sense. And I'm going to buy issue one of all 41 books that are coming out, and I'm going to do a review of each of them. So keep your eyes on the YouTube channel because I'm going to post those videos on there because I don't feel like there's enough stuff on the channel. I wanted to get more followers, and I want there to be something worthwhile for them when we get there. So I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast today. I'm sorry, I know it's a really short one. I hope you enjoyed it all the same. Again, keep your eyes out for the next one. That will be an actual play podcast, and I hope you enjoy it. Until then, have fun, guys, and I will see you next time. Bye!